Let's Get Two presents Go, Go Astro! Go, Go Astros! A focus on H Town Hardball. So the Astros are down 0 to 1 in the World Series, and I'm not even all that concerned. Um, I'm concerned, like, I hate that Charlie Morton broke his leg. That's awful. Charlie's always going to be a guy that people in Houston are going to love, and we should. And he pitched us to our first World Series, still your 2017 World Series champions, by the way. So I hate that he's injured. Um, It's always fun to watch him pitch, so I hate that. But I'm not going to get too worried about the game. We're going to have folks on to talk about that here in a second. I just want to explain to everybody out there that's watching this that maybe isn't an Astros fan, or maybe you're a new Astros fan and you don't understand the the intricacies of, of the Astros relationship with the MLB. But my issue with Manfred in the roof has nothing to do with whether the roof should be open or closed. It has everything to do with it. It should be the city of Houston's. It should be at the Astros' choice, not Rob Manfred. The fact is, is that you play for home field advantage for a reason. One of the advantages of home field at Minute Maid Park is it's really two things. One, it is the crowd noise. It gets louder. The players feast on it. It's part of the Minute Maid experience. The other thing is that the Astros have played with the roof closed for the vast majority of the season. They know how the ballpark plays, just like how... Atlanta knows how Truist Park plays, and the Astros are going to take some time to figure it out. When you open the roof, the park plays different. It just does. And now the Astros have played maybe 10 more games than the Braves will have played there with the roof open, and they did it in April. You make it almost, as far as just the dynamics of the ballpark and how it plays, a neutral stadium. The fact is, is that Manfred shouldn't be up. It shouldn't, this should not be Rob Manfred's call. This shouldn't be anybody's call other than the Houston Astros. And the reason why I think it, it ticks us off so much isn't even just that they want the roof open or that they want it, um, you know, a certain way they want their blimp shot. Let's be honest. You know what? It's 2021. You can figure out a way to use that in after effects, but it just is another example of major league baseball doing what it wants to the Astros, regardless of what the city of Houston or the people are, of Astros fans think. And it's something they don't do to every other team. I mean, it's going back to moving the Astros to the AL in the first place. Whether we agree with the decision now, whether we're happy with it now, whether we've made do with it now, and I would say that my sleep schedule about 50 times a year when the game start after 9.30 doesn't agree with it. That was done to appease another team. That was done to appease the Bud Selig and the Milwaukee Brewers. The concept of the Astros having to play a neutral site game against Chicago with playoffs on the line, and they picked Milwaukee to play there. It has been a constant battle with the commissioner's office and Major League Baseball at large versus the city of Houston. And that's not even getting into the the way the 2017 results were, the 2017 instructions were, or investigations were handled and the way the results of those were released. That's not even touching on that third rail of baseball politics, if you will. So the fact is, I'm irritated about it. I'm actually curious to see if it will really happen. Maybe they'll say they forgot the keys to open the roof at home, and so they just don't have time to get back with Houston traffic. That's what I would do. But it's just another example of like Manfred needs to worry about what Manfred needs to worry about. And here's, here's some, here's a tip, Manfred. I have, I have some advice for you before you try to open a roof. That's a big deal. You know, it's hard. 
maybe open something smaller, something easier, kind of like practice. Make sure you can actually open something. I don't know. How about a letter? All right, we're jumping back on. Uh, go, go Astros. Damn it. Hold on. My, was, hey, Andy, that was our friend Mike Donis telling me he fell asleep three times in Dune. I wonder if that's a that's a. I, I, I'm not hearing great things. <laughs> no, but they they made a second. They're making a second one. So, all right, here we go. So we're jumping on back on Go Go Astros. We've got Andy and Brian. And look, guys, um, in the opening, I said, listen, uh, talking about Manfred in the roof. The fact of the matter is, um, I don't really care whether it's open or closed. I like going to Minute Maid when the roof is open. But the fact is, is that they're used to playing with the roof closed. You remove a home build advantage from that perspective, and it shouldn't be the commissioner's office making that decision. Andy, thoughts? You know, I don't honestly care if the roof is open or not. It's going to be lovely tonight, this evening if the weather forecast is correct. It's going to be like 69 degrees, a little bit chilly. By the way, we are we are looking live at Houston, Texas. But this is right Houston now, behind so. me right now, and that's one of the reasons we have a roof, because weather is unpredictable. And if you told me this front is going to stall here and linger for the next eight hours, I go, sure, because Houston, and I'll miss my flight to New York today. Um, it's more along the lines, and I know longtime listeners are going to be tired of hearing this. And certainly if you follow on Twitter or remember from the orange whoop ass days, um, this is just a, a series of the latest in a series of slights or outright disrespect, or just, you know, I can't come up with better words for it from the major league front office to the Houston baseball franchise. Uh, the biggest of which, of course, was being forced to move to the American League in the first place as a condition of sale, which has never, ever, ever happened in the history of baseball. Um, knowing that both Colorado and Arizona have something in their actual franchisee contract saying they would move move um, leagues if a situation presented itself, but we were forced to, so Jim Crane could buy the team. Uh, getting neutral site games in Chicago and Milwaukee. Uh, the commissioner's office, who doesn't want to get involved in local politics in certain some things, not forcing Arlington to switch a series with us as a result of a hurricane because we didn't want to disrupt well, the Arlington fans. Let me let me interrupt. He doesn't want to get involved in local politics in the same conversation when he says, I don't want to deal with the tomahawk chop. It's a local issue. It, it's it, yeah, Can a it's roof just, be less more local than than possible racism like. Yeah. What? Teams should be allowed to manage their stadiums the way they see fit. And if the Astros believe they have a home field advantage because the roof is closed, they should be allowed to have that. Just like if the Braves believe a bunch of idiots chopping their hands and doing a fake war chant gives them a home field advantage, they should be allowed to do that. Uh, and why he's picking on one and allowing the other is just beyond me, but it is absolutely par for the course of being an Astros fan and our Yankee fan listeners, our Dodger fan listeners, our Cubs fans listeners will never understand this because this has never, ever happened to them. Brian, I feel like you're going to bring a little bit of calmness to this conversation. I have uh, I have two positions here. If the uh, Braves want to open or close their roof in game three, it is their choice. And uh, after five straight World Series losses with the roof closed, maybe we should try it the other way. I doubt <laughs> that's, that's actually much of a factor one way or the other, but I'm willing to try something different at this point. <laughs> that You know what? That might be the best point. I think the, the other thing to me, though, and I, I mentioned it briefly, was, you know, and, and we'll move to the game, but the, the ballpark does play a little different. It feels a little different. And so if you drop the Astros into that, they have maybe 10 more games experience in that exact environment than the Braves do. And that experience came in April. Um, 
there's you should get to play your own ballpark the way you want to play it. Um, and I do think again, he punted on the racism thing, but he made damn sure he says we're going to open up that uh, that roof. Uh, Brian, what exactly uh, went awry yesterday, uh, particularly with Fromber? He could not have been any more different. I mean, and this is what we've been dealing with. And Andy and I have we play a game: good Fromber, bad Fromber, bad Fromber on Messenger. Um, didn't need to play last night. Didn't need to play last night. Uh, what went wrong with him? Um, he was not in the strike zone. And when he was in the strike zone, he was higher in the strike zone than he usually is. So Fromber is this really unique pitcher of he um, gets ground balls and strikeouts. He got some strikeouts yesterday, but he got almost no ground balls. He got tons of balls hit in the air on line drives. And almost all of the contact against him was very hard. He also got a lot of those, uh, you know, there's this crazy guy that calls him the 790, this crazy old guy. And he's always like, they got to go with the pitch. He's the go with the pitch guy, man. The, the, but, but the, uh, the Braves did that last night. There was a lot of just, I mean, beating the shift, barely kind of baseball stuff, hard hit line drives. It was weird. Andy, what did you see out of him? So I don't remember who the home plate umpire was last night because once I realized it wasn't Culpa, I kind of uh, or um, Halloran, I kind of um, not decided not to pay attention. And what I'm about to say is not blaming the umpire for Fromber's issues, but he does. He's not he's not a guy that calls the low strike, and Fromber needs the, the sinker to be called a low strike for his curveball to be effective. He wasn't getting that call. He got he went 2-0 on Solaire. As the first batter had to go up with the next pitch and he tattooed it into left field that that was Fromber's night um, and Morton had the same thing so it's not like they were picking on Fromber and not giving him part of the zone that they were giving yeah. Morton or Mentor after that I, I agree with just, Andy I thought the zone was consistent but consistent yeah. and tight but nobody was getting the low strike and Fromber needs the low strike. And that, that was a big part of it. And just inconsistency um, you can't throw where he threw to those hitters and some of that is one of the great thing about the World Series is you don't have familiarity with these hitters as a pitcher and vice versa, and you're going to have to feel your way through a little bit, and he didn't do a good job of it. And I don't know how good a job Strom and the pitching staff, um, the pitching coaches did in preparing him for that, but not getting that low strike call is pretty much a death knell for him in any kind of start. Yeah, I felt like um, – I felt like – Charlie was gettable and obviously he leaves the game for the worst possible reason. And we are going to talk about what the impact because that has an impact on the series. Like I think he's hand down, hands down their best starter. They expect him to start three games in this series and we'll, we'll talk about it. But I think all of us know what Charlie means to the city means to this baseball team. It was badass that he continued to pitch on a broken leg, but he also was gettable. It looked like for the same reasons. It's just when you're, when you're given a hole that way, that kind of hole, it's hard to bounce back. Yeah, uh, and, and I think the story of last night beyond Fromber was a one for nine with runners in scoring position for the Astros. There were opportunities all night long, certainly early against Charlie, that we just not did not capitalize on. Um, I, I don't think a lot of people want to talk about it yet, but Altuve is in a huge slump and has been for a number of games now. Uh, game four, I guess, notwithstanding where he tied the game. I, I think that's his last extra base hit in the ser- in any playoff game. Um, that That's a problem. Uh, he left a – I say this a lot, and it's obviously copying Major League, but he left a small village on the base path last night. And that um, two-out approach where he 
was that? I, it's not a pop-up. I don't know what you call that when it just goes out to where the pitcher is kind of standing in the air. It didn't go high enough to be a pop-up. It wasn't hard enough to be a line out. So I don't know. It just fall in air, but that, 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 that was a horrible at bat. And he, he's had a lot of those. Um, Brian, one of the big things going around the internet, and, and it, it reminds me of 2017 a little bit where move George down in the lineup. I didn't think about moving George down in the lineup, and I don't think we should move Altuve down from the lineup. But I wonder if Bregman doesn't not need to be moved down to the lineup. Do we bring Gurriel higher in the order? Do we bring Tucker higher in the order where, I mean, there were opportunities to score runs, and if Tucker had had an opportunity with less than two outs, he might have been able to make something happen. As it was, he hit the ball hard and was just thrown out. But um, what do you think? Bregman moving down. Yeah, I'm always, I mean, the offense was bad last night. And for me, that's a bigger story than the pitching because, you know, it's the fewest number of runs they've scored in any game this playoffs. They, uh, we expect them to have a consistent offense. And last night they, last night they didn't. But, you know, as I say frequently, um, I'm less worried about the Astros offense on a day-to-day basis because I don't expect they're going to continue to score two runs. I expect that they will break out and, and score a bunch of runs. So I'm, yeah, if you want to do things to shake things up, that's fine. My guess is Dusty has faith in his players. And, you know, it's worth noting this here. The Astros were down in the LCS just uh, last week. They were down in the LCS uh, against the Yankees. Uh, they lost the first game in 2019. They were down in both the LCS and the World Series in 2017. You know, being down a game is not something they're uh, – They've been there before. I don't expect anything. I expect them to play well tonight. Andy, thoughts on move, on reordering the lineup? It's it, why at this point. This is people that I and I, I get that there will be some people who are paid for their opinions sharing the same opinion, but there there is no benefit at this point to tinkering with a batting lineup that has got you to the World Series. Barring somebody breaking a leg. Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> Um, there is no, there is no moving Jose Altuve out of a leadoff spot where he has been all season long. There is no moving Bregman out of the third spot where he has been barring injury all season long. Our lineup is what it is. And it was perfectly fine a game ago when they scored nine runs or two games ago when they scored 12 runs or all season long where they led the league, led the league or led major league baseball in offense. The, Batting order isn't the issue. They had a bad game last night, and we still, to this day, and I will be very happy when we get past this as a baseball city, still want to football our baseball. Oh, my God, it's one game and we're dying. And, yes, I get everything is um, heightened during the World Series and during a playoff series, but it is still one game, and there are at least three more to play, if not six more to play. And I, you know, call this as a seven game series because I think these teams are pretty evenly matched in different ways. So you're going to lose three games. And if you win a series in seven, this is one. And historically, we're 0 for 4 in game ones in the World Series. And I would like to point out that Dusty lost his only win World Series by winning game one. So already we are on a different track, uh, boys and girls. But yeah, I tend to agree. I tend to not thinking, uh, and I just love the idea that you can have the AL batting champion hit seventh. It really makes the lineup feel that much scarier. All right. So let's look for optimism. Um, I really feel like we're going to get a bounce back start from your I think some of what his struggles have been, have been inconsistent. 
Uh, and going back to the offense, it does seem like it often struggles after a day off. I don't know why that is, but it does seem like it takes some home cooking. But Brian, what are some reasons why you feel like we need to feel positive going forward? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Jose Arquiti. Um, part of why they moved him up to game two um, is because they thought he had lost some of his feel having too long uh, having too long a rest between his last start of the regular season and his start in game three of the, uh, the ALCS. Um, Jose Arquiti is a guy who throws strikes and throws tons of strikes, so I don't think we'll see him get behind. Um, in the count like Fromber did yesterday. And I think he's, I think he's a better, he's a better pitcher than he gets credit for. And uh, hopefully we'll see that tonight. Any, 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 what are you looking for out of Arcidi tonight? Um, like I look for any start, uh, I hope we can get five out of him. Um, I think we should. Uh, they were very clearly trying to stretch Fromber as long as they could get innings out of him. And kudos to Odorizzi for coming in and, and kind of Man. cleaning us. Uh, that that's a weapon if he can continue to do that through the rest of the series, because I have a feeling we're going to need him. Um, but Arkady's going to be fine. He's not the flashiest guy. He The great thing about Arkady is he's not going to have Fromber's problems because he doesn't throw balls. He just keeps pumping strikes into the zone. Um, and he's got a little bit of machismo about him um, where he's going to try to challenge hitters. And so that means, yes, he's going to give up a home run. And yes, he's going to give up some hits that some other pitchers might, but he's not going to walk guys and he's not going to nibble around the strike zone. And I think that's one of the things that got Farmer in trouble yesterday when he realized he wasn't getting that low strike call. He didn't have another place to go. Jose Arquiti is going to go over the plate, um, which, you know, is a strategy. Um, let's talk a little bit about Charlie Morton and Brian. I mean, I think, um, you know, it's weird. It, it was a weird ebb and flow of the situation because I hate seeing guys go out for injury. I don't think I hate, you know, the Astros are going to be able to lean on if we lose this series. Well, we didn't have Lance. And now, you know, you, you want to see the best teams at full strength. Um, but for that matter, we didn't have Justin Verlander. Well, how sweet would that be? But we, we, um, you know, at first it looked like they, I thought hamstring. And then they said, well, okay, deflected off his ankle, maybe just swollen, and then obviously broken leg. How does this affect Atlanta going forward? Because does it does it kind of uh kind of lessen their one big strength they had against the Astros? Yes, it does. Um the Braves have problems at their four starter. Um, and they used an opener in the uh, National League Championship series for Drew Smiley, who I think just went three and two thirds. Um, so, and the other guy they started this postseason is who Oscar, Inoa, who has, uh, injured and off the roster. So yeah, this is an issue for the Braves figuring out how they're going to go. They also used, uh, AJ Minter for beginnings yesterday, one of their top relievers. And I would assume he's unavailable today. Uh, they had to go to a lot of their bullpen yesterday and, and they went to their A bullpen. They went to their best relievers to, um, Finish the game, so that'll have knock-on effects today uh, in terms of what uh, bullpen arms they can go to, and they may go to their, you know, the, the bullpen arms they're a little less sure of. Guys like um, uh, Chris Martin and Jesse Chavez, who you know had okay numbers, but are not as trusted as much, and they're going to have bigger problems figuring out who's going to start Game Five and Game Six later on in the series um, to try to make up for again Morton being off the roster. Andy, uh, let's talk a little bit about then three, four, and five. Um, you know, what is your confidence level going into Truist Park? And I know we'll get there tomorrow when we meet, but it does seem like 
Um, the Astros passed the road test by playing in Fenway, which is supposedly the toughest road ballpark to play in. Um, confidence level going in with uh, Garcia. Uh, you know, first of all, I want to say Chris Martin has not been an effective pitcher since he and Gwyneth Paltrow broke up. It's just, it's a, it's a fact. He's been derivative, um, a little bit predictable. Um, <laughs> ticking clocks, man. Ticking clocks. <laughs> He's not a scientist anymore. It's it's a problem. Um, you know, going on going on the road for this Astros team is not the challenge that I think other teams have and certainly fans want to project on the Astros play equally well at home or on the road. And in some instances they play a more concentrated game on the road, meaning there's a lot more efficiency in what they do. They very rarely get caught up in the moments um, like they seem to at home sometimes. Uh, And I don't know if that's, uh, you know, being more focused because you have fewer distractions, some of the football cliches you get, but baseball Home home at field advantage is overblown from a statistic standpoint. Um, Witness the 2019 World Series as the most recent example of that. Right. But, you know, the Astros on paper and in everywhere but that seven-game series were a much better team than the Nationals, won three road games in Nationals home field and then lost all four home games. I hope we're not going to see a repeat of that this year, obviously. But the point is more that the Astros and this team as currently constructed isn't going to be phased by anything they're going to face in Atlanta at Truist Park. That's just not I don't know how intimidating an environment it is. I'm sure they're going to be pumped up. I'm sure they're going to be very into their first World Series appearance since 1999. But I don't think they have any kind of special magic or anything in the water that's going to prevent the Astros from doing what they do. And that's typically scoring five to six runs a game and pitching well enough to win. Um, And that's what I expect them to do. That's what I expect uh, Garcia to do um, when he comes in. Garcia is going to be effective until he starts having to pitch from the stretch. That's that's Garcia. Um, When he can't do the Paso Doble on the mound, he struggles a little bit. When he doesn't have runners on, he's a lot more effective. And that's true of most pitchers. So I'm not criticizing him, but that, that seems to be the issue. And I think he is able to pitch within himself. You know, of course, I thought that about Fromber last night and didn't work. So we'll, we'll just have to see. But there's nothing, um, you know, I, I really hope there was a mechanical adjustment. He continues to throw 97, 98 for five innings. That'd be fantastic. Um, but I think the Astros as a team are very well equipped to win road games in the playoffs. Uh, Brian, let's go back to Fromber for a second. He did admit in a press conference that he was nervous and he let the pressure of the World Series get to him. And I think, you know, on one hand, I found it refreshing um, that he didn't downplay it. But I mean, do, does that have you concerned uh, or, or do you think he'll bounce back in his next start? I mean, I think he'll bounce back. Um, Fromber has worked with a sports psychologist for several years now. I assume he will uh, have some sessions with him, guy at the Astros Complex down in the Dominican Republic. All, all the sessions. Yes. But, you know. One of the things, it's part of why it's rare is part of why what he said last night's rare, right, is this because, you know, the way you become a top level professional baseball player, a major league baseball player, is you're able to tune out the distractions. Um, And that doesn't mean they're not, you know, distracted on a regular basis. But I think for a lot of them, being on the field is the easy part because they actually know what they're doing. It's all the stuff sort of around that. So 
I expect he'll get. I expect he'll give us a much better start in Game Five. And it's a little bit. It's a little bit unfair too because um, we we tend to um, glorify the playoff performances, and rightfully so. They're for championships. They're for advancing in the playoffs. But Clayton Kershaw isn't going to be a Hall of Fame pitcher because of his playoff career. Jeff Bagwell didn't make the Hall of Fame because of his playoff performance. Um, Framber Valdez is a very, very good pitcher. To Brian's point, he needs to take the next step. And the next step for him is mental. It's not physical. He has all the stuff in the world and he has the approach and he has his mechanics down. It's about staying within himself and not letting the moment get too big for him. Um, and, And I agree. I think he'll learn from the game one performance and we'll see him again, probably in game four and go from there. Uh, Brian, any last thoughts just going into game two and, and just what you, what you want to see from the team other than a W uh, run scored two runs was, you know, very frustrating. And like I said, I think to me, that's the bigger story last night than giving up six runs. Um, the, I guess the advantage too in the late innings is we didn't use Graveman or Presley yesterday. And so I think as the game gets in the late innings, the Astros will have an advantage because their bullpen is fresher than particularly some of the setup guys for the brace. All right. Well, we'll be back uh, tomorrow. I guess, Andy, you might be on the road, but if you can, you, you, you should get, send us a live report from the MLB store. I'm going to take some video because I want to, you know, I'm going to work on the ratio of Yankees products to every other team products. I assume it's going to be a, a big one. All right. Well, enjoy the game tonight, guys. Go Strohs. Go Strohs. Go Strohs.